This podcast may contain paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss the nuts and bolts of business and leadership, with a focus on bootstrapping a business from the ground up. This podcast is for all entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, and leaders in all walks of life. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Okay, so today I do not have a lot of time. There's a lot to get into today. And so I am not having a sponsor today. I'm going to stick to the subject at hand. Now, if you've been watching the news lately, you might have noticed that there's been something about GameStop and the stock market and hedge funds and Reddit and chaos in the market and what's going on. It's a little bit complicated and I figured this is business, this is business related. It's good to start understanding the stock market to degree. Now when you're a bootstrapper and you're a leader and you're not involved in the day-to-day functions of the stock market, you're small business, you're making flowers like my sister-in-law, you're making balloons like myself, you may or may not even be worried about the stock market, which is fine. But in the long term, it's always a good idea to understand the stock market. Because even as a small bootstrapped business, even if you're only one or two people working in it, eventually you might want to start putting investments in the stock market as part of your business savings and growth in your business. You can do that. You can use stock buy stock with your business as a way to help build up extra cash reserves, et cetera, et cetera, in your business. And, or, hey, all goes well, you might decide to convert your company into a privately owned company into a public owned company and start selling stock yourself. You never know. So let me go over a few of the very basics of the stock market, what it works, how it works, and then what's going on right now with this insane thing going on with GameStop. And it's quite crazy what's going on. So let's dive into it. I can't think of a way to make it as fun, but I will try and make it understandable. So first of all, what is a stock? A stock is a share in the company. A Public company means the ownership is shared by the shareholders who buy the stock. So I start a company, I go public, I go public with 100 shares, 100 people buy those shares, and each of those have a share, shared ownership in my balloon company. So you're sharing the ownership of your company. That is a share. Pretty straightforward. Now these shares You can buy more than one share, and if you get enough shares, you can become a board member of the company because you have enough shares to make demand because you own more of the company than another person. And if you have a whole lot of shares, say 60%, you are the majority stockholder, and then you can be the main guy in charge of controlling the company because you own most of the company. That's the very basic idea of a stock share. And 
this is just the first one of a series. I will go a little bit more into detail about this sharing idea and what a stock is. A little bit further down. This is just a quick get you into it. So when you release shares, you release a finite amount of shares. Like I said, you might release 100. You might release 1,000. You might release 100,000 shares. It all varies, and I'm not completely understand all the mechanics of how you pick that, how much you want to share, whatever. But you release this amount out to the public in what's called an initial public offering, the first time you offer the public to buy a sharing company, otherwise known as an IPO. If you hear that in the future, now you know. So you have your initial public offering. You have opened up for the public to buy and take part in your business. You take that money and they can use that money you make to invest in your business to grow, etc. Pretty straightforward. And then your company is evaluated by several different methods and then that value can go up and down and you're hoping that as your stock gets stronger, as your company gets stronger, as you grow sales, as you have great, good future protections of sales, all this other stuff, the stock value will go up, making people want to buy more and making investors happy. That's kind of the rough idea there. And one of the ways stock can be valued is by how popular it is. The more people buy it, the higher the value is. So when you start, say, an IPO, initial public offering, you start off with, say, you set your stock value at $35 a share. Then say it's very popular. Everyone wants to buy it. Everyone goes crazy trying to buy in on this. Everyone wants to get in as quickly as possible. And there's a rush to buy your stock. By the end of the day, because of the limited amount of shares, the shares left over at the end, their value will go up because of supply and demand. The less supply there is, the higher the demand, the higher the price. This can drive the stock price up, which is what you want. So say you start off with a $35 initial offer. End of the day, say it's really crazy. So many people buy your stock that at the end of the day, your stock will now be valued at, say, $100 per share. That's a pretty good jump. Over 50% value jump. That's great. So that's just the very basics of how stocks work. Very, very basics. So then you have what are called mutual funds, which are companies that you, you buy the mutual fund. And what that company does is they take a whole bunch of people who put money into the mutual fund. And then they buy stocks within that mutual fund and they manage a whole portfolio of stocks for you. So you can buy a mutual fund. And when you buy a mutual fund, you can buy, be buying maybe 50, 100, 1,000 co companies in one mutual fund. And they're managed by managers. Again, that will be another lesson in the future. I'll explain all this at a later date. But point is, a standard mutual fund, they do perform well over time. They're... Pretty pretty steady. Not, not so crazy, but pretty steady investments. I can go into that again later. Now, there's another type of sort of like a mutual fund, and it's called a hedge fund. Now, a hedge fund, they are investing, trying to make a lot of money in the short term. And not just that, but they have what they call a hedge. They try to 
make a lot of money in the short term and then hedge their bets. In other words, try to take an insurance policy out on their on their investments to kind of balance it out. And it's really complex, really hard to understand. But just basically, they try to bet oftentimes against the market. They do a lot more riskier investments. And it can pay off in a hedge fund. But in order to get into a hedge fund, they usually have to have really fat cats, big companies, people with a big bank account to do this. And they can be a little bit more risky. And they tend to use more risky techniques, like leveraging, borrowing a bunch of money to buy more stocks, something I'm always against. And most importantly in this scenario is they bet against the market, otherwise known as shorting a company. Now, what is a short? Shorting the company is when you're betting that that stock price is that's current is overvalued. It's not really worth that much money. And so you want to bet that that company is going to lose stock value. And if they lose stock value, you will make money. That's short, short, shorting, short selling. Now, how does this work? And it's rather complex, but this is completely legal and it can be actually beneficial. There are some people that do this no, with no ill intent and can provide a service from my research. So it's it can be okay thing to do, but it's quite often seen as something kind of slimy and, and sneaky and bad thing to do. So, yeah, it's nuanced. Again, this is, I'm trying to sum up very complex things, very short. But a lot of these big hedge funds, they bet against the market. They've got billions of dollars. They can do this very easily. And they oftentimes succeed, but not always. Short selling is very, very risky. Now, when it comes to the stock market, you can invest and have a good solid investment with some risk, but good reward and steady investment with a pretty decently low risk with a pretty decently high reward for a long term and you'll make money overall. Very slow, steady over 5, 10, 15, 20 years. It's pretty steady investment. It's not gambling. It's an investment with little risk to try to make money. Hedge funds and short selling, that's more gambling. That's more Las Vegas. Because this is how it works. If you want to short sell a stock, it's a stock that you believe is valued way too high. Say a stock is worth $100 at that moment. You think that stock should be only worth maybe $50 or even $20 or less. Or you think that stock may crash and go bankrupt completely. But So you don't want to buy that stock at $100. What you can do is you can actually borrow the stock from a stockbroker. You can borrow the stock. They let you have the stock. It's not yours. It's theirs. For a fee. You pay them a fee. So we'll just do a scenario. Say the stock's valued at $100. You borrow it and you tell them, I will borrow this stock and I'll pay you a fee of $10. It's more complex than that, but basic idea. Paid them $10. Now you've borrowed the stock. You go to the stock market and you sell the stock for $100. Which is great. You've sold the stock 
you've got now got $100. But you have to eventually return the stock back to the stockbroker. Not the money, the stock. You have to give them back the actual stock back. So what you're hoping is that stock price will go down. And when it goes down, you'll buy it back and you'll keep the difference as your reward to your risk. So what you're hoping is you buy that stock at $100. And sure enough, the stock was overvalued and the stock price drops down to $20 per share. And it sits about there. Now you borrow the stock, you have a time limit, say one month, two months, one week, whatever. But at the end of the time limit, the stock drops down to $20. You then go turn around and you buy back the stock for 20 bucks. And then you give back the stock back to the broker who takes it back and they're happy. They have the stock and they collected their fee. No big deal. And then you've now spent $20 to buy back the stock, $10 to the stockbroker to borrow the stock, and you've now cleared $70. You get to keep yourself minus taxes, whatever. And that's the basic idea is you buy the stock, you sell the stock when it's high, and you hope that it crashes so you can buy it back when it's low and return it to the person who loaned it to you. That's short selling. Obviously, this can be very dangerous because if the stock value goes up, and the business doesn't do badly and continues to rise, then you can lose a lot of money. So that's what a short sell is. It's very risky. It's akin to gambling. You're kind of making a bet on that. And there's actually an insurance company thing, which a lot of these are scams, which is you can actually basically buy value in a person's life insurance policy so that they write you in as a person who gets the money when they die. And then you're hoping they die quickly so you can get their life insurance policy. Yeah, this is kind of a scammy little thing with insurance. Not a good investment. Scary. And again, you're betting that someone's going to die so you can make some money. More or less the same thing with short selling. Now, there's some room for that because some companies do get overvalued. Some companies are scamming people trying to get artificially inflate their stock price and a good short seller might be able to discover this because they're doing the research and they can find scams and they can sniff out really bad stuff. And then if a company is just overvalued, then they can make money and that will kind of teach a lesson to those who would try to overvalue stock. So there, there, there is a good deal with them, but not always kind of like vultures. They do clean up the mess after the animals die. Yeah, sometimes they can be good, but yeah, it's a bit iffy. Not only that, but sometimes if somebody starts short-selling a company, that can actually cause people to sell their stock, drive down the price, and actually kill off the company quicker. Think about the vultures attacking the animal that's almost dead. It can do that. And it does happen. Not always, but it does. And it's very, not very greatly perceived. Now, let's jump into what happened with GameStop. GameStop was short sold by, I think, 150% or something like that. I'm not sure what the numbers are or really mean. But people noticed that GameStop was being short sold 
by a lot of companies, as well as, uh, I think it was AMC Entertainment, and some others. Bed Bath & Beyond, all these other stores were being short-sold. And a Reddit form called Wall Street Bets saw this, and they decided they wanted to stick it to the big-name investors, to the hedge fund managers that have billions of dollars, have been getting filthy rich even during the pandemic, and they wanted to get them back. That was part, part of it. Another part was, well, if they bought a stock and the stock price went up, then they could sell it and make money, especially since these investors have to, they're, they're legally obliged to buy the stock back at a loss or at a gain, no matter what, because they borrowed this stock, they have to pay back the stock itself. So if they could drive the price up and then wait when these guys had to buy it, they could sell this back to these guys, costing them billions of dollars and making a pretty penny in return. So they started this up and they went after Wall Street. And one of the reasons they did this, this is a direct quote from one of the people who were part of this Wall Street Bets forum, which was this. Hedge fund managers live in the past and continue to look down upon the retail investors. They truly believe that we, the average retail investors, don't know anything about finances or the market, which may be true, and we're just gambling our money away. So this guy felt like he was being looked down on him. There's probably some pretty good truth in that. So they wanted to go back after that. So they decided to buy up all these short-sold stocks as much as they could. And not one or two people, but thousands of people started to do this. And in April, GameStop, GameStop stock was valued at $3.95 last April. And on last Wednesday, that would be, let's check here, Wednesday, the 27th of January, 2021, for those who might catch this later on, the stock price was valued at $342.87, along with these other Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, Blockbuster video even, <laughs> I guess there was still some stock left of that, and that went way up. So all these stock prices just skyrocketed through the roof. And this cost these investors that were short selling, uh, at this point, last I saw, at least $6 billion, just north of $6 billion, I think it was $6.2 billion with a B dollars. Not only that, but these people, if they hold on to the stock, now that it's gone through the roof, when these guys have to buy the stock back because they have to return it, then these guys that invested so much in the stock, as it went up, they'll sell the stock back to these guys, they'll make a ton of money, and they will have stuck it to these giant corporate hedge fund managers that were shorting these companies. So for them, it was a win-win. They make some money, and they get to get back at these fat cats on Wall Street, which they don't like. Make things quite interesting, because now this is not just about investments. This became kind of a little bit of a 
not really a political statement, but a statement of what they call Main Street versus Wall Street. Now, in the investment world, Main Street is the everyday Joe who maybe buys a stock or two here and there, maybe runs his own little stock portfolio or little retirement fund or whatever that he does, versus the Wall Street professionals. So this was kind of a popular uprising against Wall Street, which is kind of interesting how that this happened before, but this time I think this is going to take because this is hitting them in the pockets, playing their game against them. Now, originally with this podcast, I was going to bring Jason St. Clair on, and we're going to talk about what this means and all that good stuff. And I might be able to do that, might get a special edition where we do an interview here, hopefully in the next couple of days. But that got interesting. What got even more interesting is a lot of these trading platforms where private people can invest in stocks blocked the purchase of GameStop, the entertainment group. All these stocks that were on this list, they blocked the purchase of these stocks. But they allowed them to be sold. Therefore, driving the price back down. And now the Robinhood app and company is getting sued because of that. And Congress lawmakers are now coming after them too because they are trying to block free market capitalism, people from participating in the market, buying and selling. And that's why this is such a big deal because it's not just a handful of investors got some money because they managed to drive up the price to screw over these other guys. This is getting really interesting because now a lot of these investment companies that allow private investors to invest are now protecting the giant corporations that are doing this investing. So it's it's gotten interesting. And I'm going to try to go into my view on that here a little bit. Because I am a big time free market capitalist, if you haven't figured that out by now in this podcast. By that, I mean, I make a product or good or service, make a product or service, and you freely give me some money, certificates of appreciation, as I like the best definition of money. You pay me some money to get the goods or service. You're happy. I'm happy. I take the money and I go and give the money to someone else because I appreciate them, their good or service, and I get something for that. I get to feed my family. I get to help people with their problems. They're happy. I provide value for them. They provide value for me, and that's great. This is not that. This is big-time investors who just care about making money and they don't care about providing value. They're just trying to make money now, they're going to make some value for their investor groups and the people that buy them, but it's a lot more greed on it. There's a lot more money, 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 money attitude, which I personally don't like and do not think is very ethical. If you've listened to my podcast, I, I think business is about other people. It's about taking care of other people, providing value for other people. Yeah, money's important, but that's not the main goal. It's taking care of people. It's taking care of your family. It's becoming 
wealthy even so that you can help even more people so you can help your family. And these guys, these hedge fund managers, oftentimes don't even care about that. Not always. Again, there's nuance, but there's a lot of them that have been betting on the little guy, going after the smaller com corporations, smaller companies, and getting rich off of it. And this is kind of a in-your-face thing. And you know that when a lot of Democrats and Republicans are agreeing on this, then, yeah, there's something wrong with the system, and it needs to be fixed. And that's my opinion, and I'm really hoping to be able to explore this more with Jason on this podcast here in the next couple of days, because this whole thing has been quite interesting to watch, because it's all over the news, it's in all the political channels, it's on, it's all over the place. If you're paying any attention to business at all, even if you don't pay attention to business at all, you might have heard about this. So, yeah, this is pretty big. This is a little guy trying to play the same games as Wall Street and truly making a difference. And that's really kind of cool. So, not really a takeaway here for small business. The takeaway is the basic information about what a stock is, which I'm going to start going into. But this is something to watch. See where this goes, because it could mean different regulations. It could mean different things for the businesses. This could have some long-term massive effects on all business in the future. Not quite sure what. It's still a big question mark. I'm watching it. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later, and we'll go into some more details on what a stock is, mutual fund is, all this other stuff. But this is a good introduction, and it's in the news. So I figured I better talk about it being a business channel. I better talk about the massive business story, the 800-pound business story in the room, as it were. So you guys have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. If you found value in this content, please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you would like to directly support the show, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap. Of course, it really helps when you share these podcasts as well. If you would like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders, you can join our O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast and Athos Business Solutions Podcast. For our companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, hosted by Jason St. Clair, past episodes, and related blogs, check out our website at www.athos.com, which is www.athoz.com or atheoz.com. Until next time, I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.